You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. Can you share a little bit about your background? Yeah, I'm an international student and I came to United States as a PhD student with student visa. So I'm from Iran and I did my bachelor in occupational therapy in Iran, then my master in rehabilitation administration. And for my PhD, I was aiming to continue my studies abroad. And by abroad, I mean I was looking for universities in Europe, Australia, Canada, and United States. And people, relatives outside Iran suggested me that if you mainly focus on United States, you will have a better chance because it has a larger number of universities that you can apply for. But on the other side, there was political challenges, crisis, visa challenges, everything that didn't associate with the academic part. You know, when you are dealing with your visa challenges, they don't care how good of a student you are, how they don't care about this thing because it is not their job. It's a it political is, yeah, issue. It is political and safety issue and they just focus on that area. So I had that challenge too, if I wanted to focus on U.S. And when you are applying abroad, you cannot have everything together. You cannot apply Europe, you cannot apply, I don't know, Australia, because it's a very expensive process. It's a very lengthy process, especially for the people like me that they weren't sent abroad by their, you know, organization or government. I did that, I started from zero to a hundred on my own. I was applying myself, my, because when I got here, I saw lots of students who were on scholarships or fellowships from their government or organization in their country. So they did nothing. They just packed the suitcase and came here because everything was done for them, you know, but I was not like that. I did everything myself. And that was a very, very difficult process. I spent like three years to apply and get admission and get a visa and just came here. So from the time that you decided to apply for PhD in the United States to the time that you actually landed in yeah. the United States took you about three years? And you know, uh, it took me three years considering the fact that I didn't need to improve my English at the time because I, I was good at English in Iran. I was an English teacher. I taught TOEFL and IELTS to individuals in Iran. So I had a good level of English mastery. So I didn't uh, delay myself on learning English. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I had to learn English, it would have taken me five or six years. Right. So I write this started just taking TOEFL and TOEFL and TOEFL was valid just for two years. If you missed that two-year deadline because of any delay in your process, you would have, you needed to sit for that again. Then I sat for GRE and, you know, GRE and TOEFL, it is not like here in other countries. They are rarely uh, scheduled and you have to wait in waiting lists. They are very expensive because of uh, differences in currencies. You know, you, you may pay, pay $300 here for TOEFL or 300 something for GRE, but in other countries, it's a lot of money. And imagine if you fail the first time or if you miss the deadline, you have to pay that again and you have to be on that waiting list again. 
And there are lots of other challenges. For example, we don't have credit cards in our country and everything should be paid through credit cards. Just uh, going through that one little thing, you don't know how much time it took me because I had to apply through organizations in Dubai to just get a credit card right. to people who do this and get their interest just to pay your money. Just one that little thing. And that's or just one payment. One, one payment and one uh -huh. very little uh, element of my application process. There were lots of such problems like posting your material here. Like lots of material were confidential and university just sealed them in closed packets and they didn't give you electronic copies so that you could email them here and you had to send them here via, you know, uh, mails and mail, uh, it could be regular mail that was not trustworthy and you could have to go to for DHL, which was very limited, very expensive. And, you know, so I, <laughs> I uh, applying for DHL to post your material for here was another challenge. I don't know, making payment through credit cards was another challenge. Even after years of trying and getting my TOEFL, GRE, material, whatever, the biggest, biggest and most difficult part for me was applying for a visa because we didn't have, uh, we don't have a United States uh, consulate in our country and we had to apply through our neighbors like Turkey, like uh, like Dubai, like Azerbaijan. I went uh, through Dubai and it took me like five or six months just to be able to schedule something on the calendar because as soon as they opened their calendar, it was full and you missed the days that they were open for student visa interviews. And just spending a lot of money traveling there, doing the interview. Then uh, I was among the very fortunate cases as an Iranian student with that sensitive, whatever political issues, I was among the fortunate ones that I went. Uh, I didn't, I was not rejected because, you know, <laughs> one out of 10 gets this fortunate result of not being rejected. A lot of students who are tremendously potential just get rejected because of their identity. It is not a joke to just survive with no money here. You know, it's impossible. When there's no money, you cannot study, you cannot leave, so you have to just go back. So from the very first semester, they supported me with assistantship and I could waive my tuition. I could get a monthly stipend, which was good for your very basic needs. And, I, and that helped with my savings to just support our life. So I could come along these three years with that support that I, I, I am and I will always be so, so thankful to UNC and my department for having such support for international students. So um, for my case, I feel like I'm going to, again, I don't know how political side would interfere with this because I pretty feel serious about that. It can hinder, prevent you from just pursuing your passion because considering your background, some sponsors may be scared that what if 
because of her background or his background, she will not be able to stay here for long. Or so unpredictable. Will, yeah, she will have problems getting, a, I don't know, continuing her age visa, applying for a green card, no matter what potentials you have, no matter how a good match you are for what they are looking, what they are looking, maybe you are the very perfect person or choice for what they need, but your background just stops them from hiring you because you are a scary case because you may not be able to work as long as they want you. So this is one part of that policy or political piece that interferes with mainly students like me with my background because it is very different from different for students with other backgrounds. If you're a student from China, if you're a student from majority of other countries. <laughs> you don't so what you're that. telling me is that you're not really sure what's going to happen yet. Exactly. I think it's my ethical responsibility and lots of other international students like us who come here and who get such quality education and support and grow as an individual and as a as a professional and a scholar to represent our organization. And I think uh, one part of this representation happens with the research we are doing, doing because this research gets published in uh, national and international venues. And I am happy to say that I've done uh, lots of research, not lots of, I'm sorry, I've done some researches that got published in quality top tier journals. And that's a good representation of who, who did this research, people from UNC. And we get support to uh, attend professional events where we can just introduce ourselves, represent ourselves and the organization that supported us to end up there and presenting or attending a professional event. And uh, I, I just think that having this kind of support on doing research and growing as a professional scholar is the best way to represent UNC.